Hello, welcome to the frame. Blah, 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 blah. I'll, I'll do that again. I'll do that again. It's live. It's live. Yeah. I understand it's live, Dan, but I've messed it up so many times over the past few weeks. I just rolled with, I rolled with the punches. So I've got to roll with this one, okay? Can you allow uh, me to roll with it? Roll with it. Roll with it, my friend. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome to the Free in Midfield podcast. <laughs> the podcast and the free friends who had their dreams of being professional footballers dashed away as children as they all discovered food have their say on the problem. <laughs> That's my part done. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself back know, here. I've been meaning to ask you guys for a while. I never, I've never seen the third midfielder. <laughs> <laughs> So many people ask that question, man. He he, yeah. he, left, he left the club under um, circumstances that were beyond his control. Um, so we terminated his contract, but he's um, still <laughs> loved, still loved by the fans, you know. Um, you could have changed the number to midfield. Yeah, nah, yeah. we're like we're like three is deep. No point, man. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't, don't want to do like the sugar babes and just start replacing people. You know what I'm saying? Was I'm saying? Thank you. Ever present coach, coach, it's fine. Just enjoys yeah. me as well. Yeah, man, like, come on. It's been, oh, man. No, no yes, come on. It's been a mad one. Let's, 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 say, let's say that for the beginning. Ever present coach, coach, minus one. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, it's been a long day, but we're here to talk football. Um, you guys over here suffered draws or not suffered, had draws or wins. My team, on the other hand, normal self was resumed. So, um, but this is podcast about Premier League, so we ain't talking about FA Cup. So, yeah, I'm good. What are you saying? Oh, oh no, no, we are. <laughs> we are. I swear. Yeah, yeah. Patrick, how you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, I feel better now that we um, finally got a win under our belt. So, yeah. We're good, we're good. Excellent. Lawless, how you doing, sir? I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired and I'm fed up. I'm, that's, that's how I'm feeling. I can't sugarcoat it. I'm just sick of Arsenal. I'm sick of playing Arsenal, honestly. Um, that's, that's how I'm feeling. I'm not, not get, not gonna get over it anytime soon. To be honest. Swings and roundabouts, man. Swings and roundabouts. I mean, you get the draw sometimes. We win. That's how it goes. That's how. No. It- this that's where how it goes is we turn up, we we perform, we play, you know what I mean? We deserve to get something. You guys always, always jammy bastards come and nick something out again. Tired of it. Three games in a row now. But yeah, so my mood's not great. But I'm here for you guys, you know. I didn't wanna I didn't wanna duck out a bit. I've got to show my face, you know. Thank Can't you very much. Abby, how you doing? I'm good. I can't believe I've got a West Ham fan moaning about they're having the best season probably in your history for years and years and years. And you're moaning. You're moaning. We will get into it. We will get into that. Uh, <laughs> they, always my God. they always find a way. I say the tenth and it's not good enough, or their fifth and it's not good enough. It's just it's not good enough. You're never gonna win the championship. So be happy with what you got. You could be tenth. Not yes, Arsenal, though. Yeah. Enough. Like someone we know. Oh, you're ninth now. Did you did you yeah, climb thanks for the point. tonight? <laughs> thanks for the point, man. Thanks for the point. We'll get into that game, of course. We'll start there. West Ham free Arsenal free. Arsenal should have won that match. I'll put that out there. Oh, stop it. Wow. <laughs> That's how we're starting this already, yeah? Crazy. Oh, 
Goals from Jesse Lingard, Jared Bowen, disgraceful. Thomas Suchek. Then here comes the wonderful goals. Thomas Suchek got second, but for Arsenal, of course. Craig Dawson then got non-goal. And then Alexander Lacazette scored the equaliser. Lawless, upset, are we? <laughs> Do you know what it is? Like, if it had been any other team, I would have been disappointed. I would have been annoyed, but, you know, I would have took it and, and move on, moved on. But, you know, I said it before the game, it's, before we even played, it's like I knew the story was there. And I just get so tired of it. every time we play Arsenal, they find a way to get something out of the game, whether it's a win or a draw or something like that. Every single time, it doesn't matter where we are, where you are. The story is the same. And that's why I'm moaning. That's why I'm annoyed. Obviously, certain things in the game, referee performances, oh, some right. decisions that we made. Yeah, you would say that. You would say that. You would say that. The team, the team that have been talking about conspiracy theories against Arsenal, yeah? Absolutely. One game. One game in a 38 game season. How many games are we in now? Like, one game. You can't allow us one game. Come on now. That's, that's the thing. Like, I'm not... I'm not some, I'm annoyed at some of the choices Moyes made, but I'm not so much annoyed in the grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme of things, take away it's Arsenal, take away was 3 0 up the point. With two points behind Chelsea, and we play, we play them next. So big opportunity to still go for all the main. It's just how the game played out. Is that that's what annoys me? Everything about that game. Um, we should have won that game. We should have won it. You know, and I think if we don't concede that first goal, that first own goal, Suchek don't need to put his leg there. He, he was going wide, clearly, and he does. And then you get that that, that goal in the first half, which gives you a little bit of belief. You go into the first half, into half-time, 3-0 up. You know what I mean? You guys come out completely different, I think. So, yeah, too many, too many bad decisions, bad choices in that game for players. Antonio was was knackered. We went negative. Why are we trying to hold on to a three three nil lead? We feel battling. Why don't we just keep doing it? You know? Yeah, that's the huge. And the ref again. The ref. Patrick pointed out before the game. You know, we get through on goal. Ref pulls it back for a foul for us, rather than play the advantage. We was in a two on one situation. Um, you know, you was alluding to. Quick free kicks. Let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Because... Let's talk about it. Indeed. You, I feel like you've got a gripe with, with that. I, I feel like your yeah, free kick sure, in that's... any other situation would have been pulled back. Referee wasn't let's... ready. No, but let's look about talk about the Lacazette one, right? Because that was a quick free kick. But not only was it a quick free kick, the ball was moving. It was stationary. It oh. was not. I've seen the video. Oh. I've seen it in slow motion. <laughs> it slowed it down <laughs> to like a, a, a millisecond. If it slows it down to a millisecond, I'm fine. The ball was moving. It was, it was nowhere stationary. near where, where the so-called foul was. Mm. And he goes and kick, takes it. Like, come on. Lawless had that magnifying glass out. Like, look at Exactly. Yes. They slowed it down on, I think, was it Sky the game was when they slowed it down to a, to a, like a millisecond. It wasn't moving. It was perfectly, it was perfectly fine. It wasn't close to your goal. You had time to prepare. But really? Was, yeah. I mean, that, that whole Bowen thing as well, like that they gave, given the foul against Bowen, like I just thought was, I was, I was baffled by that. Which obviously Did you write these down in like a, a book or something? Because I feel like you, you, you wow. really came prepared for this. Wow. It's ingrained in my head. I, I was, they've been playing them over and over and over again, every single time. Abamyang's dive, where Sofal gets the the yellow card, like he was literally going down before he even touched him. That's going to come up again against a certain uh, 
white and uh, navy blue team or whatever they are for second colour. Let's talk about oh. going down before contact is made later on. Oh, here we go. But here we go. Here we go. That's what happened with a Bamiya. I, I, I see Arsenal. I see you're very quiet, not wanting to talk about penalties and going down when it's not a penalty. Who Arsenal fans? You, yeah. Oh, we're the most honest team. Oh my god! Islington. Yes, bro. Islington <laughs> in London, in, in England, bro. That's, that's the most, wow. the most team out there. Long, longer the days where we easily go, we easily die of this. Longer the days. Oh, right. yeah. But anyway, let's talk about um, those those decisions that uh, you seem to not agree with. So why why do you think Moyes came out of second half and decided just to? I mean, you were sitting back to be fair, but you you sat an, an extra yard. Why why did he why did he do that? This is this is the thing. Uh, Moyes, I think he just shits himself sometimes, if I'm, you know, apologies for the language, but I, told you I feel about like it. that's what he, you know, and I can't, I can't get onto him too bad, like, because of the season we're having, but it's these little things that annoy me about him. It's the same way we went into Man United when we played them last, you know, the week before. We just decided to play so defensively against the team who, in that game, didn't really offer much at all, and we could have I think took the game to him and, and got something out of it, really. Again, another own goal in that game. Dawson's two for two. I've been praising him too much now and he's coming to, to try and prove me right at the start of the season. But, yeah, it's I don't know why, why he does. He brings Noble on. You know, and we're all looking at this and we're like, why? What is this obsession with bringing Noble on? He, he started, you know, he had Noble in, against Man United. I love Noble to death, but, you know, what what is he expecting to do? Bowen was... You know, he, he scored a goal. He was still making things happen. Ben Rama was still creating. I know defensively, okay, we're they, they you know Ben Rama lost his man or, or whatever. But in terms of getting that next goal, they was creating chances. And now you've taken all of that off of the pitch and you've put Noblon and Fredericks. I didn't even notice Fredericks that game. So those decisions and there's a weird thing in our fan base like you can't criticize Moyes if you say anything about Moyes. You know, then you're ungrateful, or you know, you don't know what you're talking about. But we can criticize players all day long. We can criticize Antonio for the miss, even though you know he's he's about to become our top ever Premier League goal scorer. So, yeah, just it's just frustrating. It's frustrating. But grand scheme of things, we're still in the race for top four. If we go and slap Chelsea, then. Mm. It will it will make me feel better. I feel better. I can. It all will be forgiven. The universe will be right and yeah harmony will be restored so that's what i that's what i'm hoping to see it's a big ask but hopefully we've learned our lessons and we get ogbonna back ogbonna was a big miss and masuaku for now's as well i gotta say that for now i feel like if your defenders make callum chambers look like a, a prime kafu you might you might not you might not win that game against chelsea because he, he did i mean to, to let's get into the arsenal because i'd say Callum Chambers going forward, uh, Lacazette and Odegaard were the real players that uh, that that kind of res that rescued that game for Arsenal. Everybody else was just missing. Thomas Partey was had had probably the worst game in an Arsenal shirt I've seen him have. Um, Saka had a nightmare. He missed that golden opportunity to make it three two, and I think any other player puts it in either corner. He, he made the wrong decision. Aubameyang. Bloody hell. Where, where was a Bamiya? I don't, I don't, I don't even know where he was. His time is up. His time is up. It's ticking. 
it's time thinking. is up. It's time is up. Right? But he just got a new contract, you know. Yeah, good, good timing <laughs> from Arsenal as well to give him that contract. Beautiful timing. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it with you lot? Why do you always give people these long, big contracts and then they literally don't want to play for you after you give it? I don't know. I, I honestly, I can't tell you, but, no, but I, I'd, rather, I'd rather keep a striker in form than lose him eventually, like by him whittling down his contract. Like he's not there for the money, surely. Like he's not there for the trophies. If he he would have had a chance, let's be real. That time he's he not there left. for the trophies, bro. He won an FA Cup last season. And no, uh, West Ham's there. Big boy trophies. I'm not. I'm listen. This ain't comparing. I know. I'm talking about this. This this is not West Ham fan Dan Lawless here. This is you know football fan Dan Lawless, and I'm sure the the other panels can take their bias out of it like I am, and and Mm. believe you know like we like to say, Carrie Kane should leave for trophies. Cool, you won an FA Cup, but this guy should be competing for the top top trophies here. The league well, title so, and the champion at the moment. At the moment, you, you won't get into any. No, like, but that's what but in, but in fairness, you for, you forget he come from Dortmund, so he was playing Champions League. So technically, actually, he took a step down when he comes to Arsenal. Yeah. Without my without my bias, obviously. No, that's true. <laughs> without but, it, but it's, it's true. But it's true. If you have a look since he's come, how many times have Arsenal qualified for the Champions League? Zero. Zero. Precisely. So the guys come from Champions League football to Arsenal. Obviously, to try and get them back into the Champions League, assuming that's obviously what he was sold with, I'll come back and we'll get in the Champions League, hasn't happened. So, you know, if he wants to go and play Champions League football, then obviously he's got to move, surely. So I don't know why he bothered signing that contract. 50 million for Europa League, you know, that's a bit mad. Maybe he should do what... um, It's got to be, surely. Well, you know, if he has ambition, he'll do what Van Persie did, right? Well, go to Man United right now. <laughs> no, 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 not Man United now. Man United now. I'm not talking about Man United, but I need for a team that actually does stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, let's talk about Arsenal, though. Um, what, looking at it from, a, I guess I go to you, uh, Kojo, from an uh, unbiased perspective. Yeah. What were those... Oh, we're unbiased. Huh? <laughs> we're all unbiased, the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. a bit. But what... what <laughs> What was that? What? How can you? How do you describe that first thirty minutes from Arsenal? Destroyed. There were uh, there was so many things to question. Aubameyang was starting right wing. Uh, like I said, it was constantly deep. The defense. Well, to be fair, the defense was usually what the defense tend to be, apart from the last couple of weeks. Um, and Leno, who mm. is proven to be not as good as people thought he was. I think with Arsenal, it's. They've got that kind of thing where you, I think you know, if you're a good team, if you get at them in the first half an hour, you will kill them. Unfortunately for West Ham, what had happened was West Ham sort of lost themselves. And as soon as their own goal went in, it's like they kind of dropped heads a little bit. They weren't confident. They weren't feeling ready for the game. But Arsenal's first, when they start games, they're not convincing. Like there's something, something weird about them. And that's why when you play teams, I always talk about teams getting at other teams. Arsenal are a team you can get out from the jump. You cannot approach that game with fear, um, Jose. So, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> so you have to, you have to, I mean, I, I say Jose, but I mean, we we haven't beaten them this season either. It's the same thing, yeah. right? So, you know, at the end of the day, Arsenal, they are, they are starting to find a bit of form here and there. But at the end of the day, if you go at them still, there are still frailties out there. Arsenal are not a better team than they were at the beginning of the season. They still got the same team. Just they got rid of a few... Uh, poor players that added Odegaard, which is a good player, and Smith Rose got his chance, but defensively they're still poor. Partey hasn't found any level of form, and Jacka is Granite Jacka. So 
you know, that 30 minutes was, it was mad, it was crazy, but it was also to be expected at the same time. Because, you know, if you get Arsenal, West Ham came for Arsenal's next quick, very, very quick. Lingard, my boy, scored a beautiful goal. Um, Suchek, just about lucky, but he got a nice goal as well. Um, and who was it? Bowen. Smart thinking as well, you know. So uh, this is what it is. Antonio, didn't it? it was Antonio, wasn't it? Then, I don't know, I'm not Suchek, I believe. No, yeah, Antonio head on, then it hit Suchek's foot as he went in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm giving that to Antonio. They're, they're giving it to Suchek. I hadn't seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. So he hit his foot last. So of course, it's um, Suchek. Antonio assists. So Antonio got two yeah. assists. Yeah, he got two assists. So yeah. shout out my fantasy He got points. in the way twice. He got in the way and and. and... Someone of a... <laughs> well, you know what? If he had scored from flipping two yards, he would be scoring. He would have been on the squash in it, but he didn't do it. So that's on him. Mm. But yeah, I know, I know, I know about Bummy Strikers anyway. I've got someone from the, the land of the Eiffel Tower in my team. So it is what it is. Mm. But yeah, Arsenal were distracted. That's the best way for me to say it. Let's get, let's get a Tottenham fans perspective on this. Would you, if you were in an Arsenal fans position, which you kind of Maybe you can argue that they kind of are. Would you stick with this manager considering the last 10, uh, I think the 10 games, I think it's like eight or seven losses on, uh, in not in a row, but seven losses, like two draws, one win or something like that. Would you stick with this manager? Would you trust his process? Let's go to you, Abby. <laughs> um, are you asking me of an Arsenal perspective or are you asking me from a Spurs perspective? I'm asking for your perspective. If I'm Arsenal, I stick with Arteta. I think he's a good coach. I think your problem is your squad. I don't think that you have enough quality in him. Sim like Similar to Spurs, in a completely non-biased way, I think that we're quite similar in certain areas. I think we both are so defensively poor, and it was completely our fault for making it look good last week. Um, we just, Again, last week, we just didn't turn up. And, you know, you guys are right. If you go for Arsenal early doors in the first five, ten minutes, you won't win. Like, most of the times, you will not win. Um, obviously, yesterday you got back into the game. But I think that that's, from a Spurs perspective, if we just had done that from the offset last week, I, I think it would have been a completely different game. But obviously, hindsight's a beautiful thing. Um, but no, if I was you guys, I would, I'd stick with Arteta because I think that he's a good coach. I just think, he obviously wants to play a certain way. And I think that sometimes it's working for you. But then I just think it's your personnel. I think that's half of the problem. And you just are quite an average side. You've got a few good players and you've got a few good youngsters that are coming through, which are, you know, homegrown, which is great. Like Saka, like Smith Rowe. Um, obviously, I think Odegaard has made a big difference to you guys as well. Um, but I think until you sort your defensive problems out, same as us, I don't really think it makes a difference who's in charge. And that's the same approach I take with Spurs. Like, I'm not neither Jose in or out. You know, I think that. Would I want him long-term? No, I never wanted him long-term. I didn't want to get rid of Pochettino, but he's here and I'm over that and that's what we've got to do. I think that there's bigger issues in both clubs and with Spurs, it's also a big issue with the squad. It's an issue with the manager and it's a very big issue that stems from the board. So would I get rid of Jose at the moment? Not at this point in the season. I don't think, I think it's unnecessary with the cup final. I think if anyone is going to beat Guardiola, and I don't mean beat City, I mean beat Guardiola, I think it would be Mourinho. Um, but I think Summer's a different outfit. Whether or not we stick with him, I don't know. I think it will totally depend on whether or not we win a cup or, you know, if there is that release clause that was floating about. Mm. Um, but I think that both of our team's problems stem deeper than who is just in charge, personally. From my perspective, anyway. Patrick? 
Yeah, pretty much what Abby said. So it's pretty it's spot on. It's identical in terms of um, in terms of Arsenal. I think Arteta is a good young coach. He's a good manager. He's getting the most out of his players. You're seeing him develop players and bring them through, which is obviously uh, a fan that's exciting. That's what you want to see. He trusts in the youth. Defensively, I'm still not sure about him. But again, it's the personnel, so I don't know how much blame I can put on him. But in regards to some of the decisions he makes, I'm still a bit miffed. Like this whole Aubameyang on the left, Aubameyang on the right, Aubameyang in the middle. Uh, I still don't understand what he's trying to do. Uh, Martinelli seems to have fallen off a cliff this season. I don't know if that's mm. to do with injuries or him being coached. The Willian thing again, how much if um if Arteta was the guy to bring him in and also continue to play him even when he stinks, then again you have to question the manager. So he's definitely not blameless, but I do agree with Abby, the personnel isn't good enough. And it's the same with us. Jose Mourinho's continuing to play Davison Sanchez and Eric Dyer as a partnership when they definitely don't work. Um, mm. You know, we've... Uh, I could get onto Jose all day. Um, but, yeah, in regards to the personnel, both teams definitely need better squads. They need to really do something in the summer if, if they want to push on. Otherwise, we're both going to be doing this fifth, sixth, seventh place, you know, uh, challenging. Nice, maybe. Yeah, Actually, you can't tell me that that per, the personnel aren't better than mid-table in the league. You can't say that. Look at the players that was out there. Them players, it, you know, if you've got a top quality manager, you can find a way to at least get them competing for the top. Not even if you're not competing for the top four in and around them, them Europa League places. But he's been mid-table for a lot of times this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and we forget that l- big losing streak that they went on, you know. And he seems to have this situation where he upsets players and he has those sorts of issues of man management and things like that. And I feel like the expectations have lowered so much for Arsenal because you can't tell me Emery had better players than Arteta. You can't tell me that. You can't tell me Wenger towards the end of his reign had better players. But they all gave were doing better with Arsenal and getting higher up the table. They had an eighth place finish last season and they're on track to finishing there or lower this season. So I think he needs a lot of scrutiny. I think the fact that he's young, he does get away with it. But I feel like don't go and try and learn your trade at a club like Arsenal. Go to the Championship. Go to, you know, the Scottish Premier League or, you know, somewhere else. You know, this yeah, but that's, that's, that's on Arsenal for giving him that job then. That's, mm. that's, yeah. that's on them for entrusting him to do that. And, you know, obviously at the time when he got the job, that was kind of the thing at the time. Obviously you saw like Lampard getting jobs like that. Gerard, you see, you know, Arteta doing it. Like, and I, I think it's a good ethos because firstly, they don't come with a massive price tag like we've got with Jose, where I guess if you sack him, he's not on 15 million a year. Um, it's not going to cost you anywhere near that. Um, but I, I, I agree with you about the losing streak. It's definitely, I think from an Arsenal perspective, it's, prob- it's an issue. But I think that Arsenal have just got progressively worse. And I think that, again, that also comes down to your recruitment. I think Arteta will be a good coach. I think he is a good coach. There's no way you can learn under Guardiola for that long and not be, I just think it's mad. You couldn't not be a good coach. You kind of not absorbed what kind of things he's trying to do. But I just think that he was so insistent on playing the way he wanted to play at the beginning of the season. And it just was like, not, it just was not going anywhere fast. But I feel like they've adapted a lot more now. And that's why they obviously have picked up points. But whether or not they're good enough to finish any higher up, probably not. But I think that comes back down to the squad and the recruitment of, of Arsenal as well. I feel like down to your point about Arteta under Guardiola, if that was the case, then loads of managers under um, 
Alex Ferguson would be would be Premier League winners and stuff like that, or Wenger. Yeah, or, or yeah but you hear you hear how you hear how highly they spoke about Arteta when he was at City, and and mm. and how how you know how many players have spoken about him and his coaching. I fail to believe that he's not a good coach. I think that you know maybe you're right. Maybe he did need a smaller job first, but he was given that job by the Arsenal board, so that's what he's got. But I think that. Maybe he's obviously that's his level though, like assistant. He'd, some people make better assistants, don't they, than like actual yeah. first Steve team. McLaren, yeah. He is, he is one of them. Steve McLaren didn't do that well, but he was under Fergie for a long time. Yeah, so, it, obviously he was under Fergie when they were super successful. Yeah. It's yeah, I think it's one of them. And again, I just don't think that they have better players. They had better players under Emery and Wenger in the later years than they do now. They've obviously made some good signings and things like that. It's an interesting one. I think next season is going to tell us a lot, obviously, about you know where what they can do. But I think the, t- the clock will be ticking on him for sure. And next season, he has to deliver top four, surely. If, he, if he's going to get away with it this season, it's top four or nothing. Right? That's the minimum requirement. He told you know Willian what? when he signed that he would they would win the Champions League in three years. That's what he told Willian. <laughs> They're not even, you know what I mean? They're not even going to be in it within those three years by the look of things, you know? He'll have one year to do it if he does get them top four next season. I mean, they could win the Europa League, you never know. But, you know, Europa League, but not, not the Champions League. He said he'd win the Champions League. I know, but we need to get into the com- I'm saying, in terms of getting into the <laughs> we could win the yeah, get into the competition. I'm oh, not okay, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, I know what you're saying. No, no, no yeah, no, okay, that gives him, you know, that gives him, like, two years to, but, to win. I'm. I feel like my 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 patience for him is running out, man. Because you, it's it's a pattern now. You can't say it's a few games here. Every single game, barring the Fulham one, we started extremely, extremely poorly. And we, it feels like he can't coach his way out of that. Because you, a top top coach, would have found a way, would have found a system to get away from conceding in the early ten minutes, twenties, and we're on the back foot. Constantly, constantly, constantly. And it, it comes down to individuals, because they're not teams, individuals, where they pull a performance out their backsides, like Callum Chambers did against West Ham, like Odegaard, like Lacazette. And that, that ends up with us getting a point or maybe getting a win. And I'm getting tired of that. Yes, we play in some form of nicer football right now. But I'm pretty sure there are loads of managers that can play nice football. It's about winning in the end, at the end of the day. At the end of the day. And for Arsenal, we need to be getting back up to the top four positions, like you said. I don't, I don't see it happening under Arteta. I feel like yes, he's a good coach, but you need a, you need something extra to be to translate that into being a great or a good manager. And I just don't think that he has it. I feel like what his current job should be right now is just trying to get rid of all the dead wood, which he has. He started, he, he has, but then again, he's playing Willian, he's playing Zaka, he's playing David Luiz constantly. So El these Nenny. are the decisions. El Nenny as well, but I've, I've put to 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 a, to a degree because I feel like nobody wanted him because he didn't have a great experience <laughs> in Turkey. So I feel like he should just get rid of the dead wood and then then go as well because I just I can't see it improving. But we spoke for us on Arsenal for half an hour. Lawless, you're gonna get to Champions League. <laughs> Ask me after Chelsea. We beat Chelsea. Then I'm gonna believe it. Be believing that we're getting Champions League. I think if we lose that game, if we draw. We're still in it, and anything happens. We've got some very favourable um, games coming up, but I think if we lose, I mean, it's what they call a six pointer in football. I think that will put them five points ahead of us, and psychologically, I think it might be um, a little bit too steep of a, a mountain to climb. But 
I hope so. I really hope so. Like I would, I would just, I'd love it. And that would make up for it as well. But Chelsea is, is huge, huge, huge. So we did the double over them last season. They, they, you know, we was unlucky this season with the last fixture. Now, let's see what we can do in this game. This is huge, huge game. Huge, huge indeed. Huge game in terms of Tottenham season. Happened yesterday. Nil, uh, two nil to them. Goals from Carlos Vinicius. And Harry came from a penalty spot. You said earlier that the uh, decision for the penalty decision was a bit confusing. <sighs> yes, what's, what's, yeah, what's your what's your feelings on that situation? No, like <laughs> you think it's a, 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 you said penalty. Look, I've seen so many penalties given this season, which I don't think are penalties, and I think they're soft. And I'm not just saying it because obviously we're talking about Arsenal, but that last week it's not a penalty for me. Um, for most people, it's not a penalty. Right. What I'm saying is, I, I just I don't know what constitutes a penalty and what doesn't anymore. Personally, I really don't. That's what it does. I feel like. already, the, the shot had already gone. Nah, you know, that's, that's what they're going off now. Uh, so, week, yeah, was, yeah, and this yesterday was a definite penalty. He took him out, he cleaned them out, and the ball was still in play. So, how is it not a pen? The ball was out. It's a penalty, bro. But honestly, you see penalties given for like the softest thing that you say. So I, I genuinely have no idea what actually constitutes a penalty. I was buzzing, we got it. <laughs> but but every time, like I think to myself, we probably won't get it because I think sometimes we are unlucky with penalties. Not necessarily this season, but I think sometimes it's been like questionable decisions. Um, you know, where, you know, like the Eric Dyer one, start of the season, that now wouldn't be given. Things like that. That's why I find it really hard to keep up as to actually what constitutes a penalty and will it be given. Things you think will be given aren't given. And sometimes I think it just depends on the team playing, honestly. Mm. Yes. I think that's a very good point, isn't it? Like what Abby's saying about this season, there's a lot of things like handball, what is and isn't handball, what is and isn't, um, you know, a foul or a penalty and things like that. I think that, yeah, that's that's a great point. The only thing is, what I'd say is, and I, I, you know, I watched it just before I came. I watched it a few times, um, and to me, when you look at it and all the slow motion, all of that, Kane is going down before the contact is made. He, oh, oh there you go. I'm, I'm, he look at you, your slow motion. Everything's in slow motion. <laughs> Let it go. It's, no, but look, he miskicks the ball, right? So he goes to kick the ball, he misses it. As he miskicks the ball, the momentum from missing that ball takes his body weight a little bit back. And then as he's falling back, he, Matty Cash then, just as he's falling, makes the contact afterwards. So he's already going down, then the contact's made. But the the, the whole the, the ball's gone. There's no no there's no chance of a goal scoring situation. There's nothing. It's to me, that's that's not a penalty. I think that's incredibly but is it, is it is it a penalty because it was already going down? Because if he stood up, he still would have cleaned them out anyway. Mm. So no, I, no, I think it's because yeah, but he but he was going down like the, the the there was the contact was after like he was already hitting the floor, so he didn't he didn't impede him in any way when it come to what he was doing on the ball. Do you know what I mean? Like it was done. Yeah. Like, it was but done, and even the Tottenham one last season, not last season, last last week um, with you guys, I wouldn't. I, that one's a little bit more tricky, but even then. You look at it and you think the ball is 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 fully going out of play. It's like it's sort of like an off, really, if anything, like an off the ball issue. 
um, and whether you're given a penalty for that. And if it was anywhere else on the pitch, that probably wouldn't be given as a as a free kick. Um, I mean, it was reckless at the same time. But I think this one, yeah, super, super, super soft. And yeah, it's well, but it happened to Villa, and they are the worst divers in the league. So I don't feel sorry for them. <laughs> crying, no tears for them, honestly. Uh, Carlos Vinicius got a goal. Uh, his, I think it's his first goal in the Premier League. But then again, he hasn't really been playing. Um, what was your expectations for him when he came in? Were you expecting him to, I don't know, right, not rival Harry Kane, but have more of an impact in this Spurs side, considering that he was quite, uh, quite a good squad. Uh, he had quite a good pedigree in Portugal, uh, Patrick. Yeah, I mean, he was the top goal scorer in Portugal last year. So I was excited that we got him. It was quite a cue to get him on loan. And um, I was excited as well because, to be fair, not many strikers want to come in knowing that they're going to sit pretty much most of the season behind Harry Kane. So, to be fair, I'm 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 happy with what he's done. I think uh, they said yesterday in the 10, 10 games that he started, he scored nine goals. He scored quite a lot of Europa League goals. So, to be fair, I can't really fault his effort and his commitment. When he's played, he's looked on it. He's not sulked. He's banged in goals when we needed them. And... Um, yeah, I think he's he's um contributed to the team. I can't really complain. I think he I like I like his hold up play. He looks different from different. And um he is a natural poacher. I wouldn't say he's a great finisher, but he is a he's mm. a goal scorer. He gets in positions and um obviously when we've asked him to deliver, he's delivered. So I can't really complain. A Tottenham season though. Um mm. obviously we talked about Mourinho before, but let's let's ask the question. Is a potential top four and a League Cup enough for where you want to be right now? Or where you want to be? I'd bite your hand off for it, honestly, <laughs> at this point. I mean, I, I could not believe when I looked at that table yesterday that there is only three points between yes. us and Chelsea. And I, I just like, I had to like look at it for ages because I was like, I cannot believe like after how bad we've been for the last two, like over two months, right? Everyone's singing Chelsea's praises that there are literally three points between us. And I just I just was in shock. And I thought, yeah, like we actually, we could actually do this. Whether we're good enough to do it is a completely different thing. Whether or not we deserve it, again, different conversation. But yeah, I mean, it's actually not out of the realms of possibility if we do that, if we can find some form. You know, the Carabao Cup is a very big ask, but what actually might vote in our favour is that we're not playing midweek now. So that's the positive, I guess, you can take from that catastrophe on Thursday. Um <laughs> which I'm trying to avoid desperately because I've only just got in a better mood as of last night about it. Um, so, yeah, look, it's, it's not unheard of. Um, it's whether or not teams around us slip up. West Ham being one. Um, obviously, Chelsea being one. Leicester, I guess. Um, but it's not out of the realm. But it's really important that when we come back from international break, I think he needs to stick with what we had last night. I really like seeing Roden. Um, I'm actually confused as to why we haven't seen him more this season, especially with how our defence has been playing. Because I feel like when he has played, he, he hasn't, you know, been bad at all for me. Um, I really like seeing Tanganga. I'm sure Patrick feels the same way. Um, and also, I, I loved Lucas Moura last night. I think he really embodied exactly what everyone wanted to see from that team um, <laughs> about, about after, after Thursday. So I just think it's important to actually keep a bit of consistency at the back, build a bit of confidence. Um and I just, I think he just needs to stop chopping and changing, you know, Dyer and Sanchez or Dyer and Toby or Sanchez and Toby. It's not working. Like, just go with something new, go with something fresh and let's just see and see if we can pick up points. Because I think the running before 
that cup final. I think we've got Newcastle, United and Everton. Not sure what way around that is, but, you know, them three games are going to be so important for Spurs, like confidence-wise. And then I think, you know, if we're on a bad run going into that final, I just, you know, you know what Spurs are like mentally. Like, I just can't foresee us getting anywhere close to City. Um, and also, again, it's the same as the top four. So, technically, I guess you are still fighting for fourth somehow. Don't know how, but we'll take it. <laughs> mm. Same question to you, Patrick. Would you, is that enough top four and a league cup? You know what? I said this on Twitter earlier. I think, for, you know, I love Pochettino and I was so sad to see him go, but if Jose gets us top four in a trophy, that surpasses anything that Poch has done. And it sounds crazy considering how bad he's been this season. But it's, it's the reality. Uh, it's the rea- I'm sorry, but it's the reality. Now, on paper, it does. No, 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 no. Because this is 13 years of pain without trophy. No, that trophy is the trophy that he's slapping on top of it. That's why. Exactly. A trophy and top four would be better than what Poch has ever delivered. I, I hate to say it, but it's the truth. And the fact that the football's been awful, the fact that we've gone through so much hard times under Jose Mourinho, but we're only three points off Chelsea. We've got the same goal difference as them. We're a point behind West Ham. It's still in our hands. It's still all to play for. We still go to United. We still, um, we, uh, yeah, we, we play United, we play Leicester, uh, we play Everton. We've got a lot of games at home against... Newcastle's them. your next game, isn't it? Yeah, Newcastle's game. So it's it still in our hands. So to be fair, right now, even though it's it's just been a crazy season, like Abby said, I couldn't believe it when I saw the table and we're only three points off fourth and we're only a point behind West Ham. Considering That's mad. All you've got to do is Newcastle when you go above either us or Chelsea. Yeah. Or... That, that says a lot about the Premier League. It, you know? but doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't it say, like, it, not in like a negative way, but like if we can be that poor and we're still in like three points behind fourth, and like, you know, I'm not digging you out, but West Ham are literally having their best season in years. You know, Chelsea are apparently, you know, unbeatable at the moment, like a force to be reckoned with. Like that honestly tells you about either the quality throughout the league, when you take City out of the equation with everyone else, or the effects that COVID have obviously had ba- playing basically back-to-back seasons. So it's no, just, I just, just find it interesting. run though, isn't it, where you guys won the league in November. So that's probably gone a long <laughs> way. You know, there was that. There that was helped. that. No, but it, it says a lot. It says a lot about the league because we've been talking about teams in form, and United have been. I've said it. United are the least inconsistent, just based on the fact that they're second. That's it. It's not yeah. about them being so much better than everybody else. We're not a better team than Liverpool, but Liverpool have been so inconsistent that they're not even. What are they seventh, eighth right now? You know, um, yeah, seventh. You know, um, Leicester. Leicester had a, a time where they were beating teams. They went to City and smacked up City. Dropped form completely, but they're third. Chelsea mm. were struggling under Lampard, nowhere to be seen in the top four race. Suddenly, they're fourth. West Ham obviously are having a very good season. So, in terms of West Ham having a very good season, they deserve to be where they are. But everyone else, you're looking at them, you're like, we've been ripping to Tottenham the whole season. They had a spirit where they're on top of the table, then they fell off. They were near Arsenal all of a sudden, and now they're back to three points off top four. That says a lot about this league, and that's what I was saying. That you know, a team like Sheffield United, who for me have never been that truly fantastic. How were they seventh last year, and now they're all the way back down in twentieth? Like, I don't know what's going on. So, but for Tottenham, I mean, 
What was that? Second, second season syndrome, innit? That's a lot of them. They get that new promotion bounce, innit? You know, these... you know, it is. You know, it's, I, I do want to diss them, but the last time I dissed them, they went and beat my team. <laughs> so let me not even chat. <laughs> Wait, you've got any games coming up against them? I think we've played them twice. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we've not collected a W against this season. <laughs> so I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, so for Tottenham, it's not all doom and gloom. I think that's it's actually a big positive they can take. Now, obviously, if they had beaten Arsenal, they would be level on points. So that's the difference. But now, when you're looking at that run of games, I would say, obviously, us is a tough game. And yes, because we are second, it would looks like a difficult game. But considering what they did to us earlier this, earlier this season, I wouldn't put myself in that kind of sort of level of confidence. I'm not really sure how it was when we were to Tottenham. And there's been times when Tottenham smacked us at their stadium as well. So, uh... It's not panic stations. I know Mourinho's he's troublesome, but mm. in the grand scheme of things, if you do finish in the Champions League spot and you do grab you a League Cup, or if you don't grab a League Cup, for Tottenham to have a disastrous season, but to finish fourth, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that. If I was a Spurs fan, I'll take that all day long. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you because, like everyone, obviously with good reason. Like especially when you look at like the week we've had, you know, we were going on a good little run. I just don't think anyone expected us to you know, to turn up at Arsenal how we did. So obviously the mood was just, and I just, I feel like with our fan base, it doesn't take a lot of them in it to like get your back up about Jose. Cause realistically no one wanted him in the first place. Mm. You know, not no one wanted to get rid of Pochettino, very, very small minority did. And then, you know, to have someone that's ex-Chelsea, ex-United, Jose of all people to come in. Like, I just think, I think that he kind of was up against it from the get go anyway. And I'll, I'll be honest, like I did not want him there. Like back in the last season, I was very, very anti-Jose. And then when I watched the documentary, like, he kind of grew on me a bit because I thought, actually, well, he's quite funny. Like, I quite like him as, like, just from a banter perspective. But then, so I, I was wrong. But still, like, like, I drew a line under it. And I was like, well, do you know what? He's here. There's no point in me hating him because he's here. He's my manager, after all. You've got a back manager who's, who's there. But I feel like anytime something goes wrong, and obviously, you know, the last two performances have been awful. And it's, it's, a, it's more about the characters shown and the way they just haven't turned up. But... I don't think he can be held completely accountable for that. I think that it's, it's, it's both. You know, the players do have to answer for stuff. They're the same players that were there and let Pochettino down as well, mostly, um, you know, bar a few of them. So I think that whatever happens, people are always just going to blame Jose from a, from a Spurs fan perspective because they don't want him there. But I think they just need to accept that for the next two months, he's not, I, he's not going anywhere. So just, you know, just pack it in for like the next couple of months. Let's see what can happen in the final. Let's see if we finish fourth. And then you know what? If we don't get any of the above, he probably will go in the summer. But until that point, there's just I just don't see the point of flogging the Jose out horse like every game. I just I just don't think it's going to get us anywhere. Can you afford to sack him though? That's that's the question. Obviously, there's a lot of talk of financial issues at Spurs. The pandemic, obviously, you've missed out mm-hmm. on M- NFL and concerts and all of this stuff. And to sack him is going to cost a lot of money when you guys need signings. So to me, it's going to look like. Do you really invest in the squad or do you sack Jose and get a new manager? They have that, to invest in that squad. They have to invest in that squad. I know it's, I know it's a fan for the, that's a question for the Tottenham fans, but I always go back to the same reference. Pochettino told us that the pay, the rebuild will be painful. And he mm. meant that because a lot of players you look at now, and you know, Sanchez has not improved from the day he joined them. Eric yeah. Dyer is. Uh, Dyer. Dyer. Yeah, the pun. I was going to say, excuse the pun. You know, Doherty hasn't worked out at all. Alderweireld is agent, so he's losing his powers bit by bit. This is Laurie, agent. Then you go to the midfield, Winks, not good enough. Sissoko is a workhorse. 
he's not a um, he's not a quality footballer in, in my opinion. So they got a lot of work to do. Bergvine has been a bit average. The Celso has been injured a lot, you know. So and really and truly, until um, Vinicius came in, they haven't had a backup for Kane for like a proper backup for ages. I mean, Llorente came and did a decent job. But in terms of having someone that can come off the bench and do a great job, I still haven't. I still feel like they haven't really placed um, Jermaine Defoe on that. And Defoe was a very good striker. So a lot of work to do, to do with that team, honestly. So much. It's like, it's like United. United fans complain about Mourinho, but I'm like, bruv, this team's been here a while, you know, and they still suck. So really, <laughs> truly, here's the problem. Money. Spend the Harry Kane money to sack Jersey. <laughs> nah, it's just, no, apparently, apparently there's talk that he's got a, a break clause, apparently. All of yeah, a, Thursday night, right. there was no break clause and we were stuck with him. And now there's apparently a break clause. Patrick, you heard the same thing? Yeah, exactly. I've heard the same thing. Allegedly, there's a break clause that we can activate in the summer. So it might not be all doom and gloom if we don't deliver. I, I think, I personally think that if Jose delivers top four and gets us a trophy that we're going to... He won't get sacked. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He won't get, he won't get sacked. There's no way. Um, but if he doesn't, I do believe he'll be gone. And allegedly, there's a great clause. We've heard lots of rumours that Nagelsmann's uh, happy to come to London and, and would be interested in the Tottenham job. So fingers. Sure is. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Jose delivers on what he wants. But going off what Abby said, I was actually happy when we appointed Jose. And I know this is going to sound a bit controversial, but I was happy because he's a proven winner and he's something mm. that we didn't have. So, you know, he was somebody that the, the players could actually listen to. And with all Poch's tactics and philosophies and everything that Poch did, I felt that there was a time when the players thought, you know what, you haven't been there, you haven't done that. I'm not going to get behind you anymore. They started training, they started moaning about, you know, the, the, the strenuous uh, training sessions, double training sessions, all of that stuff. Where with Jose, no matter what happens, you know he's been there and he's done it and he's done it at many yeah. a different team. So but for Patrick... Me, yeah. Actually, don't, don't you think that's cheeky of them because they've never been there and done it either? Yeah, it, but I, I, that's why I think our squad, I, I just think there's so much arrogance about us as, as a squad and I think that they have absolutely no right to be arrogant. Yes, Harry Kane is a ridiculously good player. Maybe I'll excuse Harry Kane from that. But they've won nothing. Like, they have won absolutely nothing. And, like, the attitude they had at Zagreb the other night, just, again, I've seen it so many times with Tottenham. We, we all have. They turn up to games and they think the game is won because they're Tottenham. It doesn't work like that. And I just think that's an arrogance in their mentality. And we've got how, how many semifinals? We can say, oh, yeah, we've got to, you know, four or five semifinals. But you don't win anything to get, for get into a semifinal. And I, th I think that's our biggest problem. It's, it's, the, it's the arrogance in our mentality. And I don't know whether or not it comes from within the squad or if it seeps down from the top of the club. And, you know, they just pick that up as, you know, from when they're being there and they sign for Spurs. But I don't like it. And I've seen it under so many different managers. And like you said about when Jose come in, he's a proven winner. Yeah, but look at how they look at how they've been playing lately. They don't care. They they do not care um, when it comes to things like that. They're the same players that's moaned about Pochettino having double sessions, but they're the same players that moan they're not trained hard enough under Jose. You know, you can't win. You can't you can't win with them. I think a lot of the time they've got to look at themselves and realize, okay, yeah, great. You play for a club like Spurs, fantastic. You got to a Champions League final. You didn't win it. You have not won anything. So just sometimes just take a step back yeah. and play for, and play for the badge. You know, if you want to be successful, play for the badge. You have not earned your right to have that level of arrogance. And just, you know, when you said about Harry Kane before, about having someone to come in and, you know, having a good backup, how, you know, like we had Jermaine Defoe and you had Robbie Keane and things like that. It's very difficult now. You know, Spurs aren't going to really pay someone, obviously, aside from the Gareth Bale situation. 
you know, 200 grand, 300 grand to sit on the bench and, you know, come come on, you know, for 20 minutes here and there or play in, in cup games. It's very, very difficult to get that. And someone of quality, which is why we've had to go for someone like Vinicius, who, again, I'm not slagging him off at all. I actually really like him. I think he's done a good job when he has come on and played. But I think that's where you have to look at how much money is involved. You know, not many people want to come and sit on a bench for probably 60, 60, 70K a week when they can go and sit somewhere else and earn the same money and probably play every week. So I think that's where Spurs are also stalled a lot and keep it in, yes, in terms of a business. And obviously it's fundamentally a business. They run it very, very well, but they have to match the ambition on the pitch. And that's that is where the debate will always come back to that they don't match the level of the level of desire they want to balance their books. They do not match it on the pitch for me. Are you worried about the financial situation of the club? Obviously, like like I said, the, the talk about the pandemic uh, cost them a lot of money, and they're not going to have much of a transfer budget and all of that. Does that concern you? It's the same across the board for everyone. Mm. Everyone lost money. So, yeah, of course, we were banking on, I mean, before COVID, we were banking on Lady Gaga concerts, boxing, extravagance, <laughs> NFL, all of these things to <laughs> all of these things to bring extra money in it. That hasn't happened, obviously, but everyone's lost money this year or not mm. last year. So, yeah, it's one of them ones. But I'm not really that bothered or, or worried in a sense because it's the same across the whole of Europe. Everyone's mm. down. I would just like to add to that conversation that Arsenal are only 10 points off top four. So, potentially, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Um, let's yeah. go before we go to the FA Cup, let's go quickly towards uh Newcastle season. Um, yes, we uh, three, I think it was a three nil loss to, to Brighton and Hove Albion, who haven't exactly been great this season either. Um, I'm gonna I, I'll ask for a raise of hands. Who who here thinks that Newcastle are gonna go down? Mm, that's everyone. That's everyone. Why, why do you guys believe? Hmm? Are you the host? I was saying, so you don't. Oh, think gonna yeah. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put two hands up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, why do you think they've stuck with Steve Bruce for this long? If Bro, bro, when Mike Ashley, when Mike Ashley is your owner, that's that's a, that's that's the only way I can describe it. I mean, there's no way other way to say it. He came in. They were talking about him being a fan of Newcastle. My head was like, he's not better than any of the managers that you had previously. Um, it's just one of those things where look, I know they've had a lot of injuries. They've been unlucky with a lot of injuries, and here and there, Miron, kind of Wilson, here and there. But at the end of the day. Yeah, say Maximan. Maximan. Say Maximan is true as well. But at the end of the day, you cannot, no one can tell us that he plays to the strengths of any of his top players mm. at all. Like, he doesn't, there's no system, and I hate that word, but it's fact, there's no system or style of play or tactic that you see them approach a game in a way you think they're going to win this game. And when they win the game, we're genuinely surprised. And that's crazy because teams will win games. Mm. But when Newcastle win a game, it's like, what happened? How did they win this game? And you're always looking at either Wilson or St. Maximan because Almiron's goal record has se severely um, dropped from when it was at Atlanta, Atlanta, sorry, not Atlanta, Atlanta to um, Newcastle. So, bro, the only way I can describe it is this. Steve Bruce and Mike Ashley equals relegation. That's the only way I can say it. And I tipped them for relegation at the beginning of the season when we did the podcast because I was like, Steve Bruce is not that man. He's not going to lead you to another level. That's just what it is. Mm -hmm. He's not a good enough manager. 
They haven't got good enough players. They haven't got an owner who cares. That's why he's trying his best to sell the club. That's why he spent his money on House of Fraser instead of on a player. Like that's that's as simple as it gets. I we complain about I complain about my owners. Arsenal fans complain about Cronke, uh, Le- uh Levy and uh, en- uh Enoch from Spurs, uh Golden Sullivan from West Ham. But tell me a worst owner in the Premier League than Mike Ashley. I dare you to. There's not that's, one. He's poor. That's that's a debate that was in me and uh, Clinton, who does Jordan, uh, Jordy's Down South. We always have Golden Solomon versus Ashley. And obviously, look, they're, they're winning at the moment. They're winning at the moment. But the story I, I read about why he stuck with him is he wants to show Bruce loyalty because basically... Um, Rafford left. He feels like Rafford left Newcastle in the lurch, basically. And then Steve Bruce jumped in at a time when they was in trouble. And now he wants to repay that. And he's basically happy to go down with Steve Bruce in, in, a, in a way. Like, it's, it's mad. Newcastle fans, imagine they had Rafford and, and everything was looking exciting. They loved him. They was loving life. And then, and then imagine that they heard they was getting this takeover. <laughs> <laughs> In Mbappe, Neymar. They thought, they thought they were getting Pochettino. That was even better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all of these names they were throwing out, they was like going to dominate for years and all of a sudden that falls away. It sums up Newcastle. It does sum up, sum up Newcastle mm-hmm. and you've got to feel for them. But yeah, they're, they're probably going to go down because Fulham's on the rise and they're just, geez. I mean, we, you've got them next. We've got the uh, Spurs. Yeah, Spurs got them next. We've got them, I think, in a few weeks. They've got some tough fixtures. I think Man City as well. Man United, I think they have as well. So it's. They're looking, yeah. they're looking like they're going down, man, because they're not playing. <laughs> Fulham, Fulham believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They aren't winning games. They, they, they're they're yeah. fighting. Newcastle already yeah. look like they're down. It's they believe in Parker as well, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Parker. He's looking like he's a good young manager, man. Um, and Newcastle just look already down and out. It's crazy. Um, mm. I wouldn't have thought it a couple, uh, probably a t- month or two ago, but right now, I, I really believe that they're going to go down. I say, I say, just issues, get them the hell out of here. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> players. Do you guys think there's going to be like a Sunderland situation? Because obviously, uh, they got Steve Bruce. But I feel like he'll, <sighs> he'll Kill. go. But, nah. Kale, Kale, if Kendall hears you say that you're dead, you know. Listen, if they <laughs> if they if they go through a Sunderland kind of drop or like a Leeds or dare I say like Pompey wow. or even Blackpool, all those teams. Boy. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> if you feel if you feel toxic now. It doesn't look promising, though. Because I mean, you, I, don't, I don't think I don't think their squad is bad enough for it to get to that situation. But I how just, many would they keep? If they, if they get rid of it, how many would they keep? Because yeah, true. well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, but you you have to you got to have a look at it. So a lot of them, all right, like Ryan Fraser, Callum Callum Wilson, jump ship from Bournemouth because they went down. You know, yeah. again, sometimes you've got to look at the personnel. Sometimes you're just not good enough to be in the Premier League. You're just not. You know, sometimes you just got to find your level and, and you know, and that's that. Just like as an example, someone like Neil Warnock, who always says he hates coming to the Premier League because his level is the championship. He enjoys mm. being in the championship. Sometimes you just got to find your level. And I'm not saying Newcastle are a championship team, but I'm saying some of those players clearly are championship players because you're going to probably suffer back-to-back relegations. So that should tell you a lot about the players that you've got in your squad. And then if I look here and have a look at Brighton, who are just above them, Brighton are a better team. By Newcastle, they play better football. 
you know, above them, Burnley. Burnley will grind out results. I don't ever think Burnley are going to go down when I look at them, you know, despite they might not do much in the season, but I don't ever fear that they're probably going to drop. You know, then just at the same point, Southampton, they're not going to go down. You know, and then you look just under them, Fulham. Fulham are going to stay up because, like you said, they believe in Scott Parker. So you have to look at that at that chunk of the table. Who is the most susceptible to go down? And it would be Newcastle, whether they like it or not. That's just the way they play. They don't they don't bring much to the to much of the table. And I say that because we're going to play them next, and they're probably going to beat us. But that's uh, just you know. Don't jinx it. One team you're not losing to is Newcastle. You are not well, losing. Well, you say that we we look. We drew at the beginning of the season. We should never have drawn that game and. So, things that things happen stranger things have happened to Spurs but you know just from looking at it from a neutral perspective and you look at the table and you look at their squad and you think well you know they probably are going to have back-to-back relegations and you do have to look not I'm not saying Mike Ashley isn't an awful owner he is but you know you also have to look at the personnel that's in that squad as well maybe they just think they're a little bit too good than what they are that. When you're saying about uh, Joe Willock, Kayle, because I'm seeing these Newcastle fans saying that he's one of the worst players they've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Um, I guess they can keep him if they, if they feel that positively about him. It's weird signing, though, isn't it? Yeah, I'm surprised how bad he's been. Like, I thought he would mm. go there and ball out. I thought he would go there and do bits. And he's just he's just faded into the background. I, I feel like it's on a serious level. It's one of those situations where you they get somebody from like a, a, a top club and they expect them to pull up trees. Like all, we all remember when Renato Sanchez went to Swansea and everybody expected mm. this 18-year-old, this 90-year-old to, to pull out a Ronaldo-esque season. And that's just not the player he is. So they, from a mm. recruitment standpoint, Newcastle should have looked at Willock and saw that he doesn't really bring that much to the table in terms of goals, in terms of output. So that that's probably uh, a bad sign. Kind of like uh, Ryan Brewster at Sheffield United in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was no, a shocking. You know what it is. I didn't, to, I didn't expect him to have goals and assists, but I thought he'd be able to like run the game like almost like um, oh, what's his name down at Fulham um that came over from Chelsea. Oh, Ruben Loftus. Loftus Cheek. Yeah, Loftus Cheek. Yeah, but he, he can manage and control a game. And I thought that's what Willick would do, that, that box-to-box kind of... It come, also good. comes down to managerial style as well. Like We all we all agree that Scott Parker is a decent to good manager. We all yeah. also agree that Steve Bruce doesn't cut, he doesn't cut the mustard at the Premier League mm-hmm. level anymore. So I don't feel like he would have... Um, what's it? I've elevated it under any other manager, but then they had uh, they had Steve Bruce. So I don't think it would have worked either way. Um, let's quickly go to United. We have to do this. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said it's, it's uh, success isn't measured by trophies anymore, it's measured by position. Is that something you agree with, coach? I agree with what I agree, yeah, and I agree with what Zlatan said. This, well, I don't agree with the whole better part. But he said, but my team won. And that's what that matters to me, bruv. You did really... Mm. Actually, no, I, I say you did. Pogba did a great job on Thursday. And then this whole trash performance. Now, firstly, I'm going to say this. It, it, it's normal now, which is absolutely disgusting, that a black player can have a bad game. And then in social media, you see the racist Bruce. Fred being mm. the latest. Mm. So oh, that is absolutely... It's just, at this point, I don't even have to discuss it anymore because you know it's coming when a black player has a bad game. Oh boy, did he have a bad game. (laughs) (laughs) 
Boy, you was probably hyping as well, Coach. You admit it. You was you was celebrating when you signed it. No, so okay, so if I'm honest, um, and you can go back to uh, the one episode it was, but when we signed him, because of and if you see what he was doing at Shakhtar, this is this is the uh, this player is not the thread that I saw. That's why I'm so rattled. I saw set piece excellence. I saw goals from midfield. I saw excellent tackling, tracking back, outmusting some way bigger men than him. And he came to United. He must be Unitedified. I don't know. I don't know what term you want to use for it. He's just. He's become everything that we despise about United right now in the terms of, like, they're just not good enough. And he's a player that's just not good enough. He's not put up in the trees. And again, he costs a lot of money. But he was, I mean, he wasn't the only one, of course. But it's got to a point where when someone's such a constant in your team, you've got to look at him and say, you are definitely part of the problem in that level because you're not, you're just not it. And that's as simple as it gets. He's just not it. He's not it. Uh, to be honest, Bruno came onto the pitch and had the performance he had against AC Milan, so that says a lot. Um, I can go around the whole team, but yeah. That's can I, what's can I ask you a question? Can I just ask you about Mandaby? Like, what do you think about him? I, I like the guy. I, I still think he's in overall in the games he's, he's given us. He's had and um, what two bad performances. The rest have been okay to very good. Mm-hmm. What is the issue is I don't I don't know if Oli doesn't feel like he's settled into the team. Or if Ole doesn't believe that he can fit in whatever sort of tactical style he wants to play. But you've got someone that can play sort of three central positions for you in midfield and you're not utilising it whatsoever. The fact that he's played less minutes than Van Dijk this season is quite disgraceful. And Van Dijk's been out for a long time. So that tells you a lot. Um, he started off very nervous um, on the weekend as well. You could see it. You know, he got a lot of full passes that were free and available to make. He went backwards, he looked shaky. But as soon as he got the dummy and Greenwood scored, his confidence started building. And as it built up, he was subbed off. And that sums yeah. up his talent at United. And the guy that was the cult one, the worst player in the midfield of, uh, in the game, was there until the third goal was conceded. And then they took him off for 18-year-old Ahmad Diallo. That is the issue. So I, I feel sorry for him, but I feel like I want to give him one more season. I feel like next season should be the season where he really steps up and goes up to a level where we can now say your manager shouldn't be looking at Freddie McTominay to be the guys anymore. You should now be taking that place because everyone knows you've got higher quality than them, but there must be something happening, if I'm going to be honest, in training that makes Ole look and say, I don't know if I'm ready to put you into the team yet. Hmm. But then again, I don't trust Ole either. So I'm trying to give him something on the side, but I just feel I feel a bit sorry for Van der Beek. But Ace Milan, Ace Milan Ajax players have... Uh, struggled in their first seasons elsewhere that like De Jong has as well Ziyech is struggling yeah. at Chelsea right now so it could be a one season thing you never know next season he could um, step up so I'd keep yeah. him and see what happens you know what Davison Sanchez didn't struggle in his first season he actually looked good and then he but but there is the it's, it's when it's a young player when they're doing some things that you like that is good for them because you want them to develop he just hasn't developed. He sort of stays stagnant and then he's either lower or same place. So that's the issue with him. But yeah, I, I, I want Van I want Van der Beek to stay. Apparently rumors come out that he might leave. I'm not interested in hearing that, bruv. Um, the guy that I spoke about previously better leave before him. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> and we deserve to lose. We deserve to lose. Uh yeah. City Travel? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. No. God forbid. It's my no. response. God forbid. I don't God forbid. Well, you mean you domestic double or with Champions League? Oh, yeah. 
What were you going champion? Oh, you, domestic, champion? domestic. Domestic. Oh yeah, d- okay. d- domestic, domestic. Yeah, probably. I think I think Chelsea. If Chelsea <laughs> beat them, Chelsea win it. Yeah, I think Chelsea will beat them. You know. Mm. You think? You're not, back, you're, not, you're not backing us then. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted I wanted to stay away from Tottenham and uh, and talk about Chelsea first, but yeah, I think we will beat them as well, man. I'm, well, I'm hoping we do. I don't see why not in a one-off game, and we beat them already this season. So. And it's Jose Mourinho. So, yeah, I'm putting, you know, all my prayers up. And I, I hope we beat them. But I don't think they do the trouble. I really don't. So, I'm waiting, one way yeah, or another. Listen, they done the domestic. They do. They called it the domestic um, quadruple. I, I'll never forget seeing that message on Twitter. We completed the domestic quadruple. And I'm thinking, wait, Premier League? FA Cup? League Cup? What? What's, yeah, what's the on? domestic what did they? What they did they, 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 they had 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 the 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 Patrick Tyrant on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on the Views TV official podcast, which is every Sunday. So, yeah, thank you for having me on, man. It's been a pleasure. Lawless, where can I find you? At the Lawless on Twitter, um, or the Lawless rather, and then West Ham Fan TV everywhere else. Fan cams, reviews, watch alongs, previews, all of that stuff. Abby, where can I find you? Uh, on Twitter, at Abby underscore Summers or on Instagram at Abby Summers. Gojo, where can they find us? Uh, first of all, everyone's links is in the bio also. So if anyone didn't catch that, you can find them there. Score, subscribe, and obviously follow them. Um, other than that, you can find us right here on YouTube at Free Me for Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, on Twitter. Free in midfield, and you can find me personally in second place in the top four, unlike over <laughs> here. Um, I'm gonna end it quickly myself because that was my barb. That was another episode of Free Podcast. Good night, peace. <laughs>